Welcome to the Oddcast, tales of teaching and learning at Hendricks College. It wasn't though, I sounded so fake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so please welcome Mary Nail to the studio. She's going to tell us a little bit about her project this summer. But first, if you could talk to us a little bit about you. I'm Mary Nail. I am a senior history major here at Hendrix, and I'm also a filmmaker, specifically in documentary filmmaking, and that's what I'm pursuing after college. So I wanted to do an Odyssey project centering around documentary filmmaking. So how did you integrate documentary filmmaking into your Odyssey project? So my Odyssey project um, is called But Is It Art? Art in the Experience Economy, and um, it's all about Meow Wolf, which is a uh, art collective in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that I first saw on Instagram um, probably a year or two ago, and I had really been wanting to go check it out. So Meow Wolf is this immersive, collaborative art collective, and it's sort of a museum, sort of an exhibit. It's it's not really like anything. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a maze of art, and it's over 100 artists that came together, um, mostly local to Santa Fe, and they created this designscape. And um, it's some parts of it are very Instagrammable, and that is how I first saw it. And I wanted to go check it out and see this art in this new experience design and experience economy and make a documentary about it. <laughs> I think when you're when you're talking about and say it slowly for me, mm-hmm. meow wolf is that right? Meow wolf. It yeah. is like yeah, meow, meow like and... a cat, wolf like how. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so I've heard you say it a few times, and I think the first couple times I heard you talk about it, I was very confused by the name. But I have also once you like started showing me some of the documentary pieces, which we'll link to when we get this up. I I recognize a lot of it, some some of my friends' Instagram photos, um, mm-hmm. especially the one, and uh, I think a lot of people probably seen the, is it the washing machine that you crawl yeah. through? Yeah, yeah. So one of the really, they have two really famous um, pieces that are in a lot of Instagram photos and videos. One um, is a washing machine that has sort of a slide that you slide down into, and the other is a refrigerator that you open up into a giant white light. Um, because Meow Wolf, it, the, Meow Wolf is the collective name, but this specific exhibit that's in Santa Fe is called the House of Eternal Return. And um, it has a storyline that you can choose to try to follow, or you can also just enjoy it for art's sake. Um, but the house is sort of this Victorian-looking mansion. Um, and you walk in, and you can tell that something has happened there. Like, the family has disappeared, and it appears maybe some extraterrestrial activity. Um, but it starts off as just a regular house, but with some off elements to it. And you discover more of those as you open up the refrigerator, and you enter into this other universe, or you slide down the slide, and then you enter into this other world. (laughs) So uh, I have seen parts of the documentary, so I'm definitely at an advantage from our listeners, because I've seen a lot of the visuals that we're talking about. Um, It's probably a different kind of experience for you to do an audio expression versus a video expression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, In in my documentary, one of the points that I'm making is that um, Meow Wolf is not just another Instagram trap where influencers can go to take a flood of selfies to post to their Instagram feeds for likes and engagement um, because so much of it is 
as um, I interviewed one of the co-founders and she described it as utterly unphotographable. There are a lot of elements of it that make great Instagram photos like the washing machine or the refrigerator or other really colorful parts of it. But a lot of Meow Wolf is dimly lit and not conducive to 2D capture and you really just have to experience it. <laughs> and so that's kind of one of the arguments that I'm making in the film is that it's not as Instagrammable as you might think it is. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Instagram trap is? This new sort of experience economy and experience design, a lot of the, the, a lot of them call themselves pop-ups if they're more temporary things, um, but they, they, they show up in mostly larger cities like San Francisco and New York City or Chicago. Um, and they're, they're places that are sort of art, <laughs> but um, a lot of them when you break them down, they're more of just a series of photo backdrops. Um, a lot of them have the McDonald's play place style ball pit that you can jump into and take a boomerang of yourself. Almost all of them have some sort of room full of confetti. They're mostly rooms and designs that are meant to be photographed and meant especially for photographs of yourself in them. <laughs> um, so some places like this are like the Museum of Ice Cream in San Francisco. Um, it's all ice cream themed and that's kind of the the concept behind it. But though it is a lot of ice cream, it's it's also a lot of photo backdrops. <laughs> so like when we talk about the Museum of Ice Cream, is there any actually ice cream history or is it just the setups? As far as I've seen, I've not been to the Museum of Ice Cream myself, so I won't speak necessarily to, to say there's none of that, but mm -hmm. as far as what I've seen online, it is mostly photo backdrops. <laughs> it is interesting that you mentioned that one because I just had somebody on my Instagram feed who had gone out uh, for her, their honeymoon and they had a couple shots from the Museum of Ice Cream and the first thing I thought was, yeah, but like what else is there? Because this is the same picture I've seen yeah. from a bunch of other people. Yeah, out. it's mostly like getting ice cream samples and various ice cream themed rooms. We have something more locally, I think, that uh, you and I had talked about at Crystal Bridges right now, right? Yeah, what? yeah. I, I was just at Crystal Bridges last weekend, um, and it's Yayo Kasama's um, Infinity Room. And this is another element that I brought into my documentary, is installation art is quite old. <laughs> it's been around for decades. And Yayo Kasama is a Japanese artist who kind of pioneered a lot of installation art. Crystal Bridges just acquired this new ex or this existing exhibit from her, um, but it's a, a new part of their permanent um, collection. And it's uh, a fairly small room, um, but it all the walls are mirrors and it's dark, but then there are these paper lanterns with colors in them and it just creates this infinity effect where it makes the room feel humongous even though it's probably no larger than 10 by 10 feet. Um, and so that's kind of goes along with a lot of the aesthetic of Meow Wolf and a lot of these other places where they're these sort of experiences where you walk in a room and they're really cool to look at and take photos. Um, and Yayo Kusama has been doing that for a very long time. Um, Pre-Instagram, most likely, pre, right? Pre-Instagram, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 1950s and 60s, especially with polka dots. Polka dots are, are her main thing. She has another really famous um, exhibit where visitors are invited to, to they, they get a sheet of colored stickers and they're invited to place them anywhere they want in a room that began as completely white over time. It, it's a it's a very like long-term permanent exhibit where people are just adding more and more. So now it's full of color circle stickers. There is a another one of these Instagram pop-ups that was called the Rosé Mansion that I believe was in New York. And they 
kind of blatantly ripped that exhibit <laughs> off <laughs> because they had a white room that they gave guests uh, circle purple stickers. So instead of being all colors of the rainbow like Yayo Kasama's, it was just purple stickers for hmm. grapes, I guess. <laughs> and they were invited to place them all over. So it was a pretty... Not not even disguising it. <laughs> it is not super subtle. It doesn't yeah, sound not, like not it. Subtle. Yeah, not uh, subtle. It, it sounds like that some of this, what we are calling uh, the Instagram trap art, is now started off as experiential art for, for the people going and we're, mm-hmm. like the colors. And now it's kind of segued into this more showy. It, it yeah. almost feels very peacocky. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's... Yeah, these things have existed for a long time. And I think especially like Yayo Kusama and other installation artists that were doing it for art's sake, like those are, I I think, still really pure examples of some really great art. But whenever it's doing it for specifically for the motive of taking an Instagram photo and making an impression and engaging with followers, I think that's when it's towing the line a little bit more into is it art? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're still creating, but mm-hmm. what if, I guess, the motivation isn't art for art's sake, it's art for photo's sake. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and that's what I really love about Meow Wolf is even though they do have a lot of places that make really great photographs, that wasn't their motive when they went about making the House of Eternal Return or any of their other um, exhibits around the country. Um, they were they were doing it because they they described themselves of as the misfits of the Santa Fe art scene. Um, Santa Fe has That's kind of impressive to say because the Santa Fe art scene is pretty quirky. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a lot of these like young twenty something artists who weren't fitting into the gallery world of Santa Fe. Santa Fe has over two hundred fifty art galleries, and but it can be pretty exclusionary, and so um, they wanted to make their own collective where they could draw on the walls and hang things from the ceilings and make things that didn't fit into the gallery world. And so they kind of made this place for themselves and it ended up appealing to a lot of people who maybe couldn't, a a lot of people who couldn't normally go to an art gallery and and get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They can go to a place like Meow Wolf and, and see the art and appreciate it. What inspired you to kind of pursue this idea? I know since you work in visual media quite a bit um, in a different way, what what attracted you to this this art experience? So earlier, kind of in my college career, I was leaning towards going into museum studies. I'm a history major, and I've always loved museums. Um, and I actually did an internship at a museum two summers ago. So I was really like leaning into museums as a possible career track. Um, and as I've, I've gone through, you know, college, I, I've shifted more towards, I I really want to be a filmmaker. This Odyssey project actually started off kind of completely different (laughs) when I hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, When I wrote my proposal, um, it was actually going to be sort of more of a general survey of public art in the United States. Um, so I was going to look at Meow Wolf to look at not necessarily public art, but more just art in a non-traditional setting, so outside the museum. Um, and so I was going to look at Meow Wolf as collaborative and non-traditional. And then um, I was going to San Francisco um, to look at public art um, for social activism, because San Francisco has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was going to use Fayetteville, Arkansas as sort of a more local perspective, but to look at 
um, community art and how communities are embracing murals and public art as a way to make this make their cities more beautiful. And so that was the original proposal and the original idea. And then things went a little south with that. So I had to adapt a bit and I ended up on this Meow Wolf and experiential art and really loved where that went. Basically what happened was I went to Santa Fe and I interviewed two of the co-founders there and talked with them a lot about this um, experiential design and the experience economy and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to San Francisco, um, I had three interviews set up with local artists who had done some really great murals um, for social activism and social justice. And when I got there, they canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> the film had to I had to reevaluate what I was doing with the film at that point because my original plan wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> so I ended up just taking since I had enjoyed my conversation um, with the founders of Meow Wolf so much and talking about experience design and Instagram and where they belong in that whole world. I was like, that's that's the film now. <laughs> so your generation and, and to some degree, my generation is more into the experience lifestyle anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of, of everyone knowing that you went and did this thing is mm-hmm. also super important to the world currently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there are thousands of photos tagged at Meow Wolf, mine included. I like every other Millennial, Gen Z, I'm in the middle. <laughs> Zennial. Um, <laughs> I posted my Instagram photo after I went to Meow Wolf, despite that I knew I was making a documentary where I was talking about <laughs> Meow Wolf and Instagram, but I... Well, you can't separate yourself I out know. from the experience. Yeah. I mean, I think that's more authentic, too, that you're like... I mean, I think you even say it in your documentary that you recognize. Yeah, I recognize the irony in it and and that I'm I'm making a documentary about a place I'm arguing is not very photographable. <laughs> so um, and, and I'm very much a part of my documentary. So I, I'm the narrator and, and you see me on screen both in like narration and also in the footage that I got in inside Meow Wolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it would be difficult to separate yourself from a story about experience because mm-hmm. it's your experience. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was inspired a lot by um, uh, Vox is a, a YouTube channel and company that um, I watch a lot of their videos and they do a lot of this sort of short-form documentary work. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they had actually made a piece um, last year that was about sort of uh, experience design and how specifically how it's affecting the gallery world. Um, and so I was sort of inspired by that when I set out on this, especially once I was refocusing my project. Um, because a lot of museums now, like we were talking about with Crystal Bridges, uh, they're having to restructure their business model because especially young people want that experience like we were talking about. And so they're having to adjust what their galleries look like. And and so it's like Crystal Bridges bringing in a Yayo Kusama exhibit. It It is super appealing to, to a lot of people my age. And I know a lot of people who have traveled up to Bittenville in the last, you know, it's only been open like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've, they've been traveling up there specifically to go see that exhibit um, because – 
they want that experience. They want that thing to post on their Instagram. So. Well, I mean, I think anything that gets you into that space is important, too, mm-hmm. because they might be up there for that exhibit. But once you're in Crystal Bridges, I mean, you might as well look at the rest of the art. Exactly. And, and that's that's another thing that in my discussion with um, Katie Kennedy and Matt King are the co-founders of Meow that I keep talking about. Um, in my conversations with Matt and Katie, that was both of them highlighted that they were like, we know that a lot of people are going to come in to see our art because of what they've seen online, what they've seen on Instagram. But if that gets them in the door, then we don't see that as a negative thing if they're going to see the rest. You know, it's it's not bad to to chart your experience through photos, through videos. It's more about if you're not putting your phone down and not actually experiencing experiential art. <laughs> Yeah, it's it definitely takes away from the wider experience if you're looking through a square. Yeah. <laughs> instead of at the whole space, a 360 view mm-hmm. of what's happening around you. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting culture that's kind of cropping up around this experience art because it is art to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, maybe. exactly. <laughs> I like I don't want to discount places like Museum of Ice Cream and the Color Factory because I mean artists did put a lot of work into building what's there um i i think i think it just comes down to though like why did they build it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um they, they built it to be photographed which some would say that's that's it's still art i i mean they painted paintings to be looked at so yeah. it's just at a different medium maybe. yeah it's yeah a, yeah and so it's, it's not i, I don't want to say it's not art it's just it's different art <laughs> i think in the, it's a transition period if you're creating art that is then finished by the viewer essentially, and not mm-hmm. just even with the stickers, yeah. but with the Instagram photos, if that is mm-hmm. the final form of yeah. your art. Meow Wolf has received a lot of criticism from within the art world, um, from some kind of art purists who say that what they're making can't be art because it appeals to, you know, the lay public, I guess. I, I, I don't really understand. I've tried to read some of the some of the criticism. Criticism and I, I just completely do not <laughs> sympathize with it. In the documentary, um Matt referenced shortly after Meowth opened, they had a professor of art from the um Art Institute of Chicago that came in and she walked inside for like twenty minutes and and for reference, I spent probably two and a half, three hours inside, and that's like the average time that people spend inside there. But she walked around for like 20 minutes inside and then came out and like threw her hands up and was like, where's the art? And so they've had a lot of feedback like that, especially within the art world. It's a very interesting uh, sort of thing. It's kind of, it feels almost classic, as in like every time there's a new art movement, the current regime for lack of a better word, criticizes it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think this is kind of the future or a future of the art world. Meow Wolf isn't trying to change what is considered art and they're not trying to, you know, take over the gallery world. They're just a new part of it. And it, and not even new necessarily. Like installation art isn't new. <laughs> no. They're just, you know, creating sort of a new way to view it. it. It's kind of a choose your own adventure for art. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's what I like about it. Like you, the experience is totally like what you make it. You can follow the story. You can just 
wander around. You can, there are several places where you can just like lay down and just like look up at the ceiling and there's so much to see. Like you could spend a very long time just doing that. Like there are so many ways that you can experience Meow Wolf. And I think that is part of why it's so popular. It's it's fun for me to think about being able to be involved in art in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think for people who can appreciate it without being able to do it, experiential art is going to be a, a big opener. It feels very, as Shakespeare was to theater, opening it up to the ground masses. Mm-hmm. That's what experiential art feels like to me in places where it's accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, about Meow Wolf. I mean, I guess I, I hadn't mentioned this before, but you can touch anything in there. I don't think there's anything in there that has like a don't touch this sign, which I think is so foreign to to the museum, art museum, art yeah. gallery experience where it's a look, don't touch um, everything in Meow Wolf, you are invited to to touch and really be a part of. And, th- you know, there are buttons to press that affect colors and sounds and light. Um, and so you are very much a part of the art when you're in Meow Wolf. Well, Mary, thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy, like all seniors at Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, so, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for making time for us. And um, like I said, this should be For more information on the Odyssey program or Hendrix College, please join us at hendrix.edu or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hendrix College. Thanks for listening.